The Club Championship Show on OTB Sports. Brilliant game of hurling, edge your seat stuff, Tony Kelly, masterclass from start to finish. To win a Connacht Senior Championship is uh, it's special. The Club Championship Show. Subscribe to the GEA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Time the week again, Joe. Folks can uh, listen to the sultry tones this morning. Oh, sexy! Yeah, it kind of works over the music a little bit. Uh, so this is the segment where we go around the world. We find out some stories that we might have missed during the week from all over this beautiful globe of ours. We might start in Kenya this morning, Joe. David Rudisha, the former Olympic 800 meter champion, uh, he's had a busy week, so he survived a plane crash in Kenya. Look at this photo. So that's him standing beside the uh, the wreckage. Plane had engine trouble. Uh, the pilot tried to land it on a strip, hit a tree, which is why the plane is upside down on its roof. Himself and five others on board. They had attended the annual Maasai Olympics competition at a wildlife sanctuary. So he was very lucky. I love his cape. Yeah, I mean it. It does kind of it does kind of work. Um, so it was a very very close call for the former Olympic champion. Uh, he said it's a scary episode where you hold your heart in your hand as you pray to God he was also the 2011 and 2015 world champion of course David Rodisha um, but he has had these moments before so we have a photo of 2019 a car accident David Rodisha was in Whoa. look at the state of that SUV um, so this was an accident he was in in August 2019 he was unharmed his SUV collided with the bus on a highway near Koroka in his native Kenya so um, yeah he hasn't raced since the summer of 2017, but David Rodisha must be counting his lucky stars. I mean, that's twice. Um, that's amazing. It's pretty pretty scary. The cape is also amazing. Uh, the cape is probably okay. the best part. It's, it's why I included the story. So that's where we wanted to go first, Kenya. The second place we wanted to go is Qatar. Back to Qatar. So the English players, they might be gone home from the World Cup, but they've brought a little furry friend with them, Dave the Cat. So um, Kyle Walker and John Stones, you see them there in the photograph, I noticed this cat was kind of hanging around the team, hanging around the group, especially around these two, um, a number of times back at their team hotel in Qatar. And um, they kept posting him up every time they would meet up, especially the two of them for coffee or whatever. This uh, this uh, this cat would pop out. John Stone said, first day we got there, Dave pops out. Every night he sat there waiting for his food. Um, Dave was involved in a fight with a rival cat. How oh, did he win? He won. So Kyle Walker um, spoke about this. It was the the day before the France defeat for England. Mm. And, at, least, uh, at least one of them is a winner, right? Eh? Exactly, yeah. And he said, Dave's fine. Thanks for for asking. So, I mean, they, they kind of... Uh, they made up the name Dave. They don't know what his name was before, but the word is now that Dave the Cat is coming home with him. We've got a video of uh, of Dave the Cat as well. As the press get a photo of the little meowing English mascot. The They're still undecided as who's having him, but he's going back. I mean, is this not a bit like going and, you know, stealing something? I mean, like, is this... Is there, are you allowed to just take stuff? You you go to another country and you discover, you're like, ah, oh, I'm just going to take this because, you know, nobody else wants it. I'm sure they got permission from the hotel. They were These like, marbles, this baby, this cat. It's just like, it's just a little bit colonial, isn't it? We were speaking about colonialism earlier. Like, the English do like taking things that aren't theirs, but... You know, either that or the cat won the lottery. I can't, I can't decide. True. You know? yeah, but yeah. I mean, the cat hasn't a clue what they're saying either, because they're not speaking in Arabic. Not a notion. I think he has to do three or four months of quarantine uh, like, when he gets to the UK. I'm going to follow this story. They better bring him home now that they promised it. Yeah. So Imagine how they'd be like, yeah, stick him in quarantine. What? What cat? It might not be coming home, but um, 
certainly that cat is coming home to England. Um, and look, he's going to have a good life living with a professional footballer. Although I feel like in four months they're going to kind of go off him and be like, ah, I don't really care about him anymore. It was a good. It was a good tweet. It was a good Instagram post every, once uh, every now and again during the World Cup. But although those two do seem like good fellas, they do yeah. To be fair, two of the sounder lads on the team. Uh, we'll head to China next year. Chinese superstar snooker stars suspended. You wanted to continue on the cat, did you? No, I just uh, uh, Colin was wrong about his um, manager retaining, according to Fergus Kill in the in the comments. Fair, Colin without a limb. Just, um, made, just making shit up here. Yeah, to be fair, but. Um, Chinese players have caused some serious controversy. You see Yang Bing Chao in the photograph there we have. He's one of the rising stars of snooker. He's a Masters champion as well, a Masters champion. Uh, he won it last year. He's only 22. Uh, he's been banned from attending or competing in events, snooker events, with immediate effect, the World Snooker Tour said uh, on Monday. This is an ongoing investigation into allegations of manipulating matches. So uh, it's kind of strange. I've seen some of the videos of uh, games where allegedly this match fixing was due to have occurred. And uh, it is a bit suspect. So, snooker players are capable, because they're so skillful, of missing shots by such a narrow margin. So, um, the players involved, five Chinese players on Friday, Lu Ning, Li Hang, Zhao Zhangbo, Bai Lang Ning and Chang Bing Yu, suspended, and then Liang Wenbo also. So, it's look, it's one of the most popular sports in China. It's not one of the most well-paid sports for players that aren't in the top 16. So, the temptation was clearly there for some players to... Um, to cash in and rig matches and, and sometimes it was a case of if you're way better than an opponent throwing away one frame so winning 4-1 as opposed to 4-0 and large sums of money being placed on these matches so it's a bit of a stain on snooker a um, bit of an embarrassment for the sport as well so um, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see these stories are going to come out even further across the next week or two I'd imagine we'll go to Australia next because uh, Ireland we heard this week Vera Powell's team uh, announcing Brisbane as their base for the 2023 World Cup next summer but the hotel lots I mean unbelievable five star hotel so it's Goodwin Park will be used as their training facility they're going to stay at this nearby five star Emporium Hotel look at that Brisbane's South Bank District you've got a rooftop pool with the skyline of Brisbane in the background you've got um, vast view of the city You've got Maserati trips as well. You can take uh, trips around the city in Maseratis. I don't know if the Irish team will be uh, taking up that offer. And helicopter experiences from the rooftop, which is quite remarkable. Um, there's there's a, a lovely stock photograph of what could be Katie McCabe and her teammates stepping on and off a hotel in Brisbane at some point next summer. They got Stephen Donnelly to post the picture somehow. Did, yeah, exactly. So hopefully, uh, but it's one of these hotels, um, a minimum of €845 Euro for two people, what? It's pretty expensive. A night? Yeah, it's pretty Jesus. expensive hotel. Now, right. there's a lower end of 224 per night of some some basic rooms. Right. But it's a five-star hotel. It's quite an incredible place. Well, it's look, it's the World Cup. It is, exactly. It's around the world, so I don't know if this counts as a place in the world, but uh, no, it doesn't really. We're going to head to the moon next, and finally, Jer. 50 years since humans last walked on the moon. It's probably perhaps no surprise that I'm going to get some space onto this episode at some point. Around this time... 50 years ago, December 15th, 1972, two astronauts, Gene Cernan and Harrison Schmidt, were lifting off from the moon's surface. The last time humans have been on the surface of the moon. How, what, are, you working, how are you working the moon into this? Go on. Tell you why. Because these two astronauts, Cernan and Schmidt, who I've managed to meet in the interview. Oh, did you meet them? Oh, I never, never knew that, Shane. Well, you never mentioned that. Oh, look. Oh, you look so young. I do look young. That was 2013, myself and Gene Cernan, whose handwriting I have tattooed on my ribs. Fun fact. Um, they set the lunar land speed record. So 
That's technically sport, isn't it? This is basically, you've just somehow managed to take over the show. Yeah, worm it in. Snooker, space, fantastic. Darts. Yeah, exactly. And Malachi O'Rourke on space for an hour. Oh, brilliant. Uh, 18 kilometres per hour. And to think he nearly went home. To think he nearly went home this morning. Uh, that would have been a, a sad, sad uh, story of events. Uh, there was also the, the the first ever Lunar Olympics year, which Alan Shepard and Edgar Mitchell and Apollo 14 partook in. So uh, Shepard famously... It's a golf ball on the surface of the moon. Right. Mitchell throws a javelin and uh, throws it three inches further, wins the first Lunar Olympics. Oh, I didn't realise the, the javelin thing. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Right. So, it's, funny how, it's funny how golf stole, big golf stole the, the moon landing, whereas all big javelin needed to do was to remind everybody this happened and then javelin would be the sport that we all do it, like into later life. Exactly. Uh, the, the, final, the final story that I uh, hadn't mentioned very briefly was... Um, there was a guy who was very worried. We're, we're heading to Buenos Aires. Finally, he was concerned he was going to miss the start of Argentina-Croatia. And uh, he hijacked a bus full of passengers in San Miguel in Buenos Aires, drove it four kilometres in order to speed up his journey home. He was afraid he was going to miss the match. So, I mean, the things you do for football. And, and not a judge in the land. If they win, not a judge in the land will convict him. Exactly. Worth it. So that's this week's Around the World. OTB... With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.